Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour One Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. We have Ross now. Ross, uh, we, we just read the Sankey statement. You had a chance to interview the commissioner. What What is your takeaway from all this? Hey, Paul. Uh, well, you know, I think the main takeaway is uh, that this isn't a surprise, right? Like, I think I was on your show either last week or the week before, and uh, we had talked about this exact issue, that uh, everything was kind of heading toward um, the, the the Power 5 conferences or the Power 2, in this case, uh, kind of um, coming up with a athlete compensation model on their own, right? There was some dissatisfaction uh, in the NCAA's proposal, the Project D1 that Charlie Baker proposed. There was some... Um, uh, you know, some differences, I think, with the Big Ten and SEC had in the proposal. And I think they're going to do come up with their own plan. And, and that's what this, I think, joint uh, group is, is really about. It's about coming up with a new athlete compensation model that can uh, both be used, Paul, to settle the, the house case, um, the billion-dollar antitrust case against the NCAA in the Power Leagues, but also to kind of settle the current landscape in college athletics when it comes to NIL, when it comes to transfer movement, uh, you know, all these, all these legal actions, all these lawsuits are chipping away uh, right at the NCAA's authority and their rules. Um, and you might say, well, the NCAA's rules are the conference's rules, right? Cause they make them. And that's true. And that's why there's probably needs to be a, different model and i think this board will work to get there ross i know you don't have a lot of time i want to ask you another question unrelated to the announcement today but as everyone knows and has been covering the tennessee situation all week the commissioner has not commented on that but i know you talked to him more big picture can you give us any insight uh, into maybe uh, what he is thinking of anything on that subject yeah he did decline to to speak specifically uh, about the tennessee case or any active uh, investigation, but uh, he did say some interesting things. We have a story up at, at Yahoo Sports about it. Uh, he, he basically suggested uh, that uh, these these investigations into NIL, NIL-related matters are, are kind of a waste of time, uh, that they are a, quote, distraction, I think is the word he used, and that the NCAA should instead be, be focused on the, uh, the bigger issues right now, uh, the bigger realities, I think, is, is how he put it, which is all these cases we're talking about, right? all these litigation, all these legal, all this legal action that is kind of chipping away at all these rules. Um, the focus should be on creating a, a new a new model and, and not pursuing, I think, uh, these these uh, individual cases is, is kind of what he said. Uh, now, of course, um, 
as a commissioner of the SEC, right, two of two of the three cases that we know about, the NIL-related cases, are, are happening in Italy, Tennessee, and Florida. Florida State was already levied some sanctions uh, involved in NIL. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of people would probably agree with Greg Sankey on this, that, that um, the focus should be on other matters. And, I, and I'll say this about Charlie Baker and the NCAA. They, they are focusing on other matters as well, I, I should say. You know, they, they put out this proposal that modernizes and creates a new model. It's just not a model, uh, Paul, that the SEC and the Big Ten and a lot of others, I think, uh, at the Power Five level, believe is a long-term solution. I know you got to get out of here if you if you don't have time. I understand, but can you, you did I read in your story that he met or talked to Charlie Baker recently? Because we all know the Tennessee people could not get a meeting. So what what did what did you learn yeah. from the commissioner about the meeting with Baker? Yeah, if you're okay with me uh, riding on a train and hearing some train noise, sure, in the back, go ahead. I've got I've got time. I've got more time for you. Uh, so last week, the uh, Power Five commissioners on last Thursday, actually here in D.C met with Charlie Baker. Um, it, was a, it was a meeting to discuss mainly uh, his proposal, the, D, the Project D1. Uh, Charlie Baker had met individually with uh, three of the five Power Five athletic director groups, and, uh, uh, and now he, it was his time last week to meet with the commissioners, uh, kind of uh, in a small gathering. And uh, I think that uh, the meeting was very open and honest. Uh, you know, I think it was candid in a lot of ways, and I think the commissioners got across their message that uh, they they will be working towards something different. They will be working toward um, a different model. Um, I think Charlie showed an openness uh, to work with them and, and understood where they were coming from, from everything I've, I've been told. Um, I don't have the quotes right in front of me, but, but, but Greg Sinkin and Tony Petiti uh, in, in, by the way, uh, ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips and Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yarmuk all kind of told me the same thing about the meeting. It was open. It was honest. Charlie uh, understood where the Power Five leagues were coming from when they say they need to go uh, a little bit of a different direction and come up with a model that more suits them. you got to remember, Paul, you know, Charlie Baker's in a, a really interesting position, right? Any NCAA president would be. You got 97 leagues, over a thousand schools, um, and, and all of them are so different, right? And and he's called it before a 95 percent and a five percent. You know, the five percent are going to need something different. They're going to need a, they're going to need a different model. I think that's what this joint board with the Big Ten and SEC is going to work towards. Exit question before you uh, get moving. Um, some are some are calling this a seminal moment in college sports history. The end of the NCAA as we know it, the Big Ten and, and SEC taking it over. I realize that's a stretch, that's an exaggeration, but you're inside the Beltway, literally. Uh, how close to to seeing that happen down the road are we? Yeah, I, you know, I think the reaction from a lot of people to this news about the SEC and, and Big Ten was they're going to split. This is it. This is the split. Uh, they were very clear to me, Greg Sankey, Tony Bettina, that was not happening. They were still part of the NCAA, and they want to remain part. And they wanted they want national competition. However, you could read between the lines a little, right, and think this is the initial step, and maybe uh, at least those two leagues steering college athletics and college athletic rules in the future. Instead of it coming from the NCAA and this big broad governance body, 
there's going to be there's going to be rules and a new model for a certain amount of teams, uh, schools, those who produce high revenue. There's no doubt uh, that that is coming. We'll let you get all aboard, uh, Ross. Thank you so much. Uh, great reporting today. Uh, big story broken by Ross Dellinger of Yahoo. Uh, we'll encapsulate it all as we work our way throughout the afternoon. We have a lot more to do. It's going to, you can tell it's going to be a very busy day. This is a significant moment in time. You can interpret it any way you want, but this is where we are. Uh, we'll take a short break right now. We have another uh, guest coming up in just a moment, Rick Barnes. What an epic matchup tomorrow night in Lexington, the number five and 10 teams in the country, both trying to get back on track. In spite of their lofty rankings, they meet tomorrow night, and we'll talk to the head coach of the Tennessee Vols right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Certainly, it has been a very important week uh, at the University of Tennessee. And uh, both on and off the court, but we're going to stay on the court for the time being because tomorrow night uh, in prime time on ESPN, Tennessee goes to Kentucky. I don't think I need to let anyone know how important that is. It's uh, truly uh, one of the great rivalries in college basketball. It has been very even lately. And Coach Rick Barnes uh, literally just uh, walking out of practice to talk to us. Coach, uh, first of all, how are you? And uh, I hope you had a chance to catch your breath. A pretty important practice before uh, one of the bigger games of the regular season. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul, you know, we're good here. You know, we're disappointed. Uh, we uh, had a chance, just like South Carolina South Carolina the other night, to win a basketball game. They did what they needed to do and beat us, and we didn't. And that's what happens every night you go out. We're going to have another chance Saturday going into Rupp against uh, Kentucky. And uh, I would have – I think certainly John would have liked to have won at home. I would have liked to have won here, but we didn't. And we both uh, know that, uh, as you said, it's a big game, big rivalry game. And we're going to have to really be a lot better than we've been really in the last couple of weeks, I think, to get back to playing the way we're capable of. 
even before I get you on that, I, I think when you when 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 schools like you in Kentucky who are top ten teams, you're number you're number five, who lose. Uh, I mean, everybody looks up and go, "How could that happen?" But you're in this league. You 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 know exactly how difficult it is every night. I'm I'm curious your thoughts on where the league is right now. Well, Paul, I tell you, there's not a team in the country that if they're not ready to play, that can't get beat. I, I don't care what league we're talking about right now. So. If you just drop a little bit and the other team's like more motivated, more focused, whatever it may be. And as a coach, it's frustrating when you don't feel like your team uh, understands how important every single game is and that you can't afford to let one slip away because in my career I've seen it snowball and I've seen it go the other way when you get on a uh, wave if you can ride it. But uh, the fact is this league is the best it's been in my nine years here. I think there's – a case that nine or ten teams will be able to make a real case for the NCAA tournament. But with that said, we're in the first week of February. There's a lot of games to be played, and as always, it'll play out. But uh, I know this. I don't think there's a team in the league right now that thinks, okay, I'm a shoe-in because, again, on any given night in this league, as the other leagues in the country, you can get beat. Coach, you've done it all. Uh, you've been to the Final Four. You've been to countless uh, Sweet 16s. You, when you hit February, does it – I know it's one game at a time, but does it feel different uh, because now you're – I mean, you're within sight of March. Does it feel any different, or is it every every night the same? Well, Paul, I would tell you the difference is that we now have the rules in place that we get to do a lot more practicing than we did back in the day. You know, everything used to be starting on October the 15th after a – four to six week preseason conditioning program and you know the games we didn't play as many games and so now where we are right now it's been a, in all schools it's not just us uh, every university that has the ability to do it they're going to have guys in summer school then you have uh, your you know your fall session then you start official practice and right now it's it's a fine line as a coach you know you you look at uh, our team right now our older guys probably don't need a lot other than we got to try to keep them really sharp and keep their conditioning at a at the level that we know they need to play at. The younger guys need all you can give them, but physically they really can't take it. So you're the, there's a fine line there. You're trying to work in practice and with everything that you're trying to do. Uh, but it's a it's a long time. Uh, as I said, we're just what about a third of the way through the conference season. Then you go into postseason. And I was having a conversation today about people talking about expanding the tournament. Uh, I don't know about that because uh, I tell you, to win six games to win a national championship is pretty demanding after what we go through from this point on and where we've been thus far. I want to uh, turn the page on tomorrow night because I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in, in, in that state and there was nothing bigger uh, than Tennessee and, and Kentucky. And I know you've had some great rivalries in, in your career, but I, I'm just curious as, as, as a, coach and as a student of the game and as, a, as a, somebody who appreciates it uh what it means to walk into Rupp Arena or when Kentucky comes to your place well obviously you talk about success in every decade since what the 40s uh that's where I think the, the term blue bloods come from because if you go back and look at the best teams that have always been good they've been good they don't go decades without being really really good but uh uh, you know, obviously I have a lot of respect for John and his program and, and the Kentucky program through the years. I know, I know that, and, and they've, uh, it's a standard that has been set. But I also have great respect for our fans here. I, I think, and I tell our fans, I, I'm not sure there's a better place to go into than 
than our arena. And uh, when, when you come in, whether it's Kentucky right now, or we go there just because of the rivalry, everybody between the two states, the borders there, they, it's important to them. And we have a we have a stat on the screen. Uh, Tennessee is six and one versus top ten UK teams under you. I really, I mean, I don't know what these things mean other than that you have gotten your team very ready to play against some of the better Kentucky teams. But uh, I think it is an in indicator, though, of the job you've done. And, and you you mentioned nine years. Uh, can you put too much attention, too much focus on a game like this? Because you, you've gone up there and you, you've come off the deck. Nobody thought you, you had a shot. Then you, you I, thought, I can't remember it was yet last year or the year before, one of the years, you went up there and shocked everybody. Uh, or maybe it was a Knoxville beating Kentucky. There's something about this game. Yeah, it is. And it goes back to, I think, again, we talk about rivalries. But I've also said this when I came to Tennessee. If you don't, if, if one team doesn't win, it's not much of a rivalry. So you've got to win some games and, and so uh, we've been fortunate. We've had some good teams, and we've gone in with some good teams. And as you know, uh, every game uh, takes on its own personality. And, and I just know that uh, a year ago we'd go up there probably as confident as we've ever been, and we were down 20 at halftime and um, didn't did fight to somewhat get back in the game. But uh, I hope we got off to a better start than that t tomorrow. But the fact is it is a rivalry game, and when it happens uh, – it. Uh, you know, who knows? And again, I wish I could sit here and tell you I, I know exactly the mindset of our team here right now. I'd be guessing at it. I know what I'm hoping for. And by the time we get done with our prep tonight and tomorrow, I'd like to know that uh, we're ready to go in knowing that we're playing a team that is a ex very explosive offensive team and a team that uh, if you give them some room to breathe, they can they can just blow it open and make it difficult to get back in. Let me have the final word on your team because uh, I know – you're, you're in the process now, but a lot, a lot of the, the experts, whatever, and I don't know what they know, Coach, uh, but, 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 but they look at your, your squad and, and they say this is, uh, and it's usually a Final Four team. I mean, you've heard that before because you've had so many great teams there. But uh, do, when, do, when do you start getting that feeling? Uh, at what point of the year is it beginning, middle, that you feel like, okay, this, this could be some, some, a, school that, a, a team that's really special? Well, Bob, I will say this, you know, talking to the team yesterday and today, I went back and showed them the mistakes that we made in the South Carolina game. And to be quite honest with you, it's mistakes that we've made throughout other games and this year, and we're not going to play a perfect game. But the key is if we can continue to get better, if we're as good as we are going to be right now, we're not a Final Four team. I can tell you that right now. We have to get better. And not just uh, ball screen coverage. Uh, there's so many things we could, you and I could sit here and talk about for a long time, but we have to get better. And uh, with that said, uh, it's important that as coaches we continue to teach. It's really important that, co that players continue to want to learn the game and learn what we're trying to teach. But we have to get better if we want to be a Final Four team. Always enjoy talking to Coach Barnes and George Senior. We were in Knoxville this fall, and uh, we will see you very soon, Coach. Uh, best of the best tomorrow night. Uh, we'll all be watching. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Rick Barnes, joining us from the University of Tennessee. A, a conversation about the University of Tennessee that actually involves competition on the, on the court, on the field. We'll take a short break. A lot to unpack uh, with this busy day that we have uh, already with the breaking news about the Big Ten and the SEC, and of course, Coach Barnes right there. We'll take a break. Your phone calls around the corner.
You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And welcome back here on a Friday afternoon. Uh, we've already uh, covered two major stories. Uh, the uh, We have some more. We're not done yet. As we uh, continue to get you ready for the way. Leon Cohn, he's, his name has been in the news. Uh, remember, he was talking to uh, one, another NFL club recently. Well, now... He's leaving Kentucky again. He's come and gone a few times. Whatever that means, he's leaving to become the uh, OC at the Bucks uh, to replace the coach who ended up at the uh, Panthers. Tennessee gearing up for its battle as the NCAA shows its teeth. We'll have uh, more on that situation coming up here in a few minutes. Connor O'Gara will join us from Saturday Down South. Uh, he has written about uh, that and uh, also Auburn's most recent hire, and Ryan McGee on the Tennessee situation. We'll talk to him a little bit later in the show as well. Let's check in with Mike, who is up next. Uh, hey, Mike, good afternoon. Hey, Paul, how you doing, brother? We're doing great, thank you. Yeah, well, I regret not being able to weigh in on uh, and share my condolences for Terry Beasley yesterday. Uh, man, he was part of Alabama football war, and uh, it's a sad day for all of us. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on that, and that is really uh, – I don't want to mitigate any, any, any death, but this one has really, really hit hard to many, many people. Yeah, he was a, he was a legend, no doubt about it. He was a, one of the best Auburn ever produced, in my, in my opinion. But let's talk about Tennessee, Paul. I think this is going to come down – I mean, I've heard a lot of talk on your show. I've heard a lot of talk on the, on the Internet. And to me, it comes down to a simple point. The Tennessee state law reads any athlete is eligible to earn money through NIL. Okay. To me, the key word there is earn. So if, I mean, hopefully Nico Hartman has earned the money he's received or performed some kind of a service. So if he received an amenity or gratuity, before he performed a service, technically that's a violation. And the same goes for any other school. I'm not trying to pick on Tennessee, but to me, the key word here is they have to earn the money. I mean, at least cut the ribbon on the car wash in Lake Knoxville or something. I mean, what do you think, Paul? Well, I don't think this is ever going anywhere, uh, frankly. I think the NCAA is just trying to create a lot of 
sound and fury to let people know that they are watching because that's what other schools are asking for. But uh, I, I, I think what uh, Sankey said today is very significant. I mean, they're looking at a bigger picture than a battle with the NCAA. This case is never going to court. One of the great laws of, uh, of legal uh, maneuvers is you, you don't ever go into court if you, if you can't afford to lose, and the, and the NCAA can't afford to lose. Therefore, they'll figure out a way to uh, avoid a bludgeoning in court, which they'll probably get. Uh, there, by the way, there is already a uh, hearing set for, I believe, uh, eight days from now in Greenville, Tennessee. So uh, there will be some action on that case fairly soon, and we'll get a little better idea what it really is all about. Will is in North Carolina. Hello, Will. Paul, who knew there were so many legal scholars living in Kentucky? I mean, oh yeah, he uh, I, he is a he definitely is a scholar there. When I got off the phone with you uh, Wednesday, like an hour after this stuff uh, come out, there was another jackleg Kentuckian who called in and uh, said he was already tired of hearing Tennessee fans whine. And I mean, it was like, it was an hour into like the news, and uh, I I've never seen so many scholars living in uh, Kentucky. I. Maybe Kentucky should do a little bit more whining about their basketball program. I watched that. Well, they got some. Uh, they got Carolina. some good law law schools down in Butcher Holler. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never seen a gymnasium clear out so fast. Uh, even like three minutes to go against South Carolina. Maybe they should whine a little bit more about the Peacocks and John Calipari and mind their own business. But Rick Rick Barnes, your interview with him was great. I think he's. I'm not going to say. Um, not respected enough at Tennessee, but maybe on a national level. But out of Hopple and Vitello, Rick Barnes is the goat. Yeah, I mean, Rick Rick Barnes is really a phenomenal basketball coach. I'm glad you said that, Will. Thank you very, very much. John is up next. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. And um, great interviews so far. And uh, I find it interesting that the ACC and Big 12 aren't invited to the adult table. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure uh, they'll be able to visit on the weekends. <laughs> hey, happy Groundhog Day. Did uh, Randy see his shadow? He, he, he did, and, and he went straight home. <laughs> well, Poxitani, Pete, uh, Phil did not, and so that means we don't have six more weeks of uh, Tennessee fans whining and playing the uh, victim card. I thought both the letters or responses from Tennessee were full of indignation, but uh, – short on substance. I think the NCA letter avoiding the investigation topic still was a good response, but uh, we'll just see how that plays out. But the only question I have is, okay, you have the chancellor come out uh, and then, right. she, then she has a press conference. And then on top of that, you get the AD. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, there's such a point. I mean, wh- what else can we hear? Yeah. And, uh, uh, really, if you read that NCA letter, it, it, it points to um, what the members want. There's 130 Division One members, so Charlie Baker's between a rock and a hard place. Uh, well, I thought NCAA. it was very interesting that, uh, according to Dellinger, uh, Baker met last week with Petiti from the Big Ten, Sankey. He may have met yep. with some others. He had time to meet with them. But... but. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, you, Paul, you know where uh, I'm going there. Yeah, yeah I do. You're, uh, I want to get a couple predictions. Uh, this is the last week we'll have to put up with Tony Romo and uh, 
and the uh, Kelsey uh, clan acting out or act showing their ass. But uh, I wanted to get two predictions. Oh, we'll be done with Brittany Mahomes as, as well, hopefully. But your prediction on the Super Bowl, and then secondly, your prediction on uh, who gets shown the door first, uh, Billy Napier or um, Travis Kelsey ends up as one of uh, Taylor Swift's songs. What no, do you I think? Have a, uh... I have a weird theory on uh, Kelsey and, and, and Taylor. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, if, you know, she, if she asked my advice, I, I, I probably would tell her something else because I'm, I'm not big on marrying uh, pro athletes. But, I know. Well, you would also say, look at his brother and look at his mama. Yeah, I know I, because I, I mean, I, I think I remember when I when I when I, when I was a little kid, there was a, the mom was always the most important. As I got older, I had the advantage, John, of being four years younger than my sister, so I heard all the catty comments from my parents when the boy came to pick up my older sister. So I I overdid it when I was you know, of age. I mean, I tried to schmooze the parents to a point where I, I think they were close <laughs> to having me arrested, um, but. Uh, I believe Taylor is serious about this guy because he's, I mean, I'm not saying he's normal because he's a pro football player, but I think he's the most normal guy she's ever gone out with. I mean, she has dated an heir to the Kennedy clan, John Mayer, uh, the actor, Jake, whatever, Guggen, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Who else? Um, Harry Styles, some other I just we we can look at a list of songs uh, and figure I mean, him out. He's I mean compared to the entertainment world and the political world, I mean he's just a meathead from who knows where. Cincinnati, well, yeah. I'll So I mean it. I, and and I I mean yeah, he dated some Victoria's Secret model before her, but I I think I think I think she's still in the this is really cool going to the going I mean she's written about you know, sitting under the bleachers while the high school cheerleaders were going on. So I think she's got a seat at the, uh, it's a different world. Uh, and I, th I think when you're an entertainer, even though you've played all over the world in front of 100,000 people, it's a little bit different, John, to sit there and watch your guy play as opposed to be the subject. We'll, we'll go with Billy Napier on that one then, yeah, right? I, I, well, I, hey, bye, John, I, you broke the code there. I was, I, was, uh, I was obfuscating so I could avoid the Billy Napier subject. I know you were. I, I, I'm not that interested in uh, in being a dating uh, game panelist here. Okay, Paul. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Thank you. But I uh, I, I have a, a lot of theories on celebrity relationships, having known a few people who are in them. The next caller has not been in a celebrity relationship, or quite frankly, maybe any relationship. Uh, Bash is up next. Bash Brother Paul, happy Friday. Bash. And uh, shout out to the Alabama men's team for pulling off that win. I forgot to give him a shout out yesterday. You, you almost cursed them, Paul. And we were, you see how that game started the first eight minutes? I watched it. We were yes. down, Thank you for reminding we me. We were down seven. Eh, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to start the call with something, you know, to uh, start on a good note. I want to talk to you, Paul, because yesterday I had an idea for my call today. You were impressed by one of the students from Tennessee uh, telling you about what they think of what's going on with the allegations recently. So I thought since I live in Boulder and I go to school at University of Colorado, 
I would ask some of the students here what they think about the Tennessee allegations. And to, to, don't be surprised with this, we have some interesting theories. Is it a coincidence that the two universities, Tennessee and Florida State, in the last month have been hit with level one and level two violations regarding NIL transactions? Bash, are we doing this uh, conversation in Morse code, or, or is there a reason why you're pausing after every, every word? Eh, I'll be honest, Paul. I, uh, I'm a little distracted. I'm at work at the same time talking to you and having this conversation, so it's a little... Well, what, uh, let us in on the secret. What, what, what do you do? Today, I'm working at campus for an indoor track meet. Oh, okay. So are you, you're not on the track right now, are you? No, I stepped outside for a second, but I was by the entrance to the track. You know, I'm just making sure everyone gets in safe, secure, and the athletes are obviously their safety is the most uh, priority. So that's, okay. you know, well, here, part of my job, part of my duty. Make sure everybody gets in safe and sound. We're heading to a break while you do that. More to come, more guests right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back here on a Friday afternoon. Let's uh, grab some more calls. And Brent is up next. Uh, hey, Brent. Hey, Paul. How are you doing? We're doing great. Thank you. Um, I read a report earlier that the SEC and the Big Ten were putting together an advisory board. And my question is, is there any chance that this advisory board will eventually take over and replace the NCAA? Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are looking at it as possibly the first step. Uh, let me give you a little backstory here. We all know the SEC and the, and the Big Ten are the, the big dogs on the street. The Big Ten used to have a commissioner named Jim Delaney, uh, who was very respected and powerful. He retired a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of years before that, the SEC transitioned from Mike Slive to Greg Sankey. So when the new commissioner came into the Big Ten, I know I'm getting along here, but you had a guy named Kevin Warren, who was an attorney, worked in the NFL. He decided he didn't need to be collegial with anybody. He thought he was smarter than everybody else. And he, he basically looked at the SEC as, we don't, we don't need them. And during COVID, if you remember, they shut down before they got 
wise and came back about midway through the season. He eventually got essentially run out of there. He took a job with, uh, with the Chicago Bears. So I say all that to set up this. Tony Petiti came in, used to be a TV guy, was in baseball. He had a relationship with the SEC. And the, one of the very first things Tony Petiti did was to go down to Birmingham and spend time with Greg Sankey. Uh, they, were, they had some mutual friends. They, they formed a fast friendship and started trying to solve problems by themselves. Um, and that's where they are right now. Uh, these are the two power brokers in, this, in, the, in, in, in sports. And I think what they're essentially telling the NCAA, listen, you're not, whatever you, whatever you have, whatever ideas you have, you better run them by us first. Uh, this happened 10, 12 years ago. The, uh, the Power Five became the Autonomous Five. They, they began moving away from the NCAA. And I, I say all of that to make this point. The Big Ten and the SEC do not need the NCAA when it comes to college football. They, they are affiliated in all these other sports, but they could break away tomorrow, uh, and that's really their threat. Well, thank you, Paul. That's, that's why I asked you the big questions. Thank you, know, you Brent, uh, Brent, uh, th th Today, I'm going to offer this is a bigger deal than maybe it looks in a headline. An advisory council sounds like something that the uh, local school board, board comes up with to try to solve uh, the uh, pollution problem. Th this, is, this is big time stuff. And, and you know, Charlie Baker, the NCAA president, came up with this proposal for NIL a couple of months ago. And the, S the SEC and the Big Ten are essentially saying, we will do it our way. You're welcome to agree with us. They have the power. When it comes to college football, Nobody else really matters. Donette is in Ohio. Hello, Donette. Hi, Paul. Um, I am a big fan of your show. First time caller, so I'm thank a little you. nervous. Thank you very much. Be, uh, don't, um, don't be nervous. I want to thank you. <laughs> I just want to thank you for all you do um, to keep us up to date on all things sports. Thank um, you. I'm a big Alabama fan through my brother who went to dental school there. So right. I enjoy your coverage of, of SEC things. But I'm calling today to thank you for having Coach Barnes um, on the show. I am actually from his hometown and watched him play college ball all through uh, his it, college it, uh, Isn't Coach from and, North Carolina? Is he from North Carolina? Yeah, from Hickory, North Carolina. Right, okay. Went to a little Lutheran college, Lenore Rhine. And my dad and I went to all the games when I was a kid. And um, Rick's been to our house for celebratory lasagna oh, wow. dinners that my mom hosted for the team. And so it was just really, I, I appreciate you shining a spotlight on him. I think he's a really good man. And um, just one more thing to thank you for, Paul. Sure. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, you got my attention with uh, that lasagna. So tell us about your, your mom's lasagna. Oh, my goodness. My mom's lasagna was sort of um, epic. My mom was a great cook, great southern entertainer. Um, well, she's, she's still with us, but okay. in the day, she could, she could host a big gathering um, with the best of them. And she used to, she used to offer the team incentives like, if you score X amount of points, I'll bake you chocolate cake oh, and wow. bring to practice. So, Donette, what was like the that. key? So, what was yeah, the key? Was what was uh, what separated her lasagna from 
just your run-of-the-mill store-bought lasagna. Well, my dad always, you know, southern families, my dad always made a huge garden, and um, her sauce was homemade. Okay. There you go. Her sauce was homemade from fresh stuff from my dad's garden. Okay. And so, you know, no no bottled jarred sauce for my mom. <laughs> well, that is great. Uh, Donette, thank you so much. What a pleasure to hear from you. Uh, and uh, let's check in with cheerleader next. Hey there. Hey, cheerleader. Hey, Paul, I haven't. Thanks for taking my call. And look, I can't comment on the... Uh, Tennessee debacle in Florida State and who all ever else because I haven't watched the uh, Netflix series Suits long enough to get my law degree. Oh my goodness! So well, I, I'm, I'm way yeah, ahead of I'll you, and uh, you got a lot of catching you. up to do. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to get that taken care of. But listen, to change the subject and spring's coming our way and everybody's talking about a day games and whatnot. I was just thinking. Has anybody mentioned, would they, con- do you think the University of Alabama would consider having a Terry and Nick Saban museum like they have for Paul Bryant? I'll make sure somebody, but here, here's what you said. That's a great idea. We'll take a short break. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 